You're listening to the HSDNA Podcast from the Garden State. Your host, Justin Starbird, and guests from HS Design walk you through each step of the medical product development process. Listen in as they discuss topics like contextual research, human factor testing, and conceptualization, giving you the best practices and real examples of success in the field. And now, here's your host, Justin Starbird. Welcome back to this episode of HSDNA. I welcome Bobby Boyer, Director of Product Development, in for his first episode of Season 2. Bobby, good morning. Welcome back. Good morning, Justin. Glad to be back. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been uh, different since the last time we did this uh, podcast. This has been different in a lot of ways, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it's been uh, a while since we caught up, but it is always uh, great to hear from you. Um, you know, I hear you've been keeping busy, not just uh, at work, but um, but outside of work too. Uh, tell me, the rumor has it that you've been uh, doing some teaching recently. Yeah, so um, actually I've been doing some teaching for uh, a bit now. So uh, for the past five years, I've been uh, mentoring at a course um, at Rutgers uh, called CTEC. It's uh, for technology entrepreneurship, um, but recently uh, over past maybe six months, I've had more and more lectures at different universities um, throughout the country, including the University of Hawaii, um, about product development. So kind of been expanding out there, which I could have gone to the University of Hawaii to uh, do that in person, but you know, doing it via Zoom is okay for now. Right. So now that you can uh, take a guest and be a guest anywhere, that is unfortunate. You don't get to uh, enjoy the nice weather of Hawaii. But what has that been like um, teaching it? I didn't realize you've been doing it for, for so long. What are some of the, the topics that, you're, um, that you have been uh, discussing and lecturing about? So we've been uh, mostly about uh, entrepreneurship and uh, startup building. So what it takes to start a business and um, take a product from a concept all the way to a commercial product. Yeah. Um, so similar to what we do here at HSD and also <clears throat> kind of going through a little bit more details of the patent process and, and taking an idea from a patent and, and how you can really make that into something uh, yeah. rather than having the patent be your end goal. Right. Yeah. Like make it right. Take it from, the idea into actual a use case, right? Exactly. Cause sometimes, you know, you have people that come in and, and their goal is I want to get a patent and I want to, you know, get there, but then they don't know what to do with that patent. Yeah. Um, they kind of assume that once they have a patent, they can sell it or that somebody will come in and swoop in and see their patent and say, yes, I'm going to buy it for $5 million. Right. Um, and that's just not the case. So uh, this class kind of helps them kind of lead them to the next step forward. Sure. So not just uh, build it and they will buy it. It's more like build it and learn what the heck to do with it afterwards. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And also build it and get the feedback from actual customers as to whether or not you're building the right thing. Yeah. What's a, what are your classes look like now? I mean, you know, I got to believe they're on, uh, you know, like this, like Zoom or uh, go to meeting, right? Something a little bit maybe different, but the same sort of idea, right? Yeah, yep. They're exactly like that. So um, 
Zoom, FaceTime. Um, there's so the class is a little bit uh, different in a way that there's different tiers of softwares, collaborative softwares that have been used. Yeah. So um, a lot of Google Docs as well, so that uh, people can collaborate on the same document from different places without having to create 17,000 versions. Sure. Um, also just FaceTime when you can't be uh, with someone in the same place, you could just call one person rather than having a huge meeting. Here's, but yeah, here's, it's kind yeah. of business. And I bet. I mean, so here's a question, you know, with, with uh, HSD and, and, you know, basically a, at any given time, you only have about a third of the people in the office, right? So yep. you're doing, you're doing a lot of collaboration in that way. So it's, it's changed the business. Um, it's changed classes, I'm sure too. Do you think that all this is setting up uh, the, the students that you have now, it, you know, are they going to be productive members of the working class once they get out of school? Oh, definitely. Um, I think they're actually taking advantage of something that um, a lot of people have not taken advantage of in the past, which is those uh, collaboration softwares and um, even being productive from home. Um, something that in the past, everyone has always been reluctant, especially in larger companies, have been reluctant to move forward with you know, the Zoom calls or, or the Google Docs and, and the things like that because they have their own process. And so having these people and these students now that are learning from it from the get-go, they're, they're became, becoming experts uh, in that before they even hit the workforce. Um, well, yeah, because so usually when you're like hiring somebody, you're always thinking, okay, well, you know, especially at, right out of school, you got to teach them, you know, good habits and work habits. And, you know, you're not, you're not going to pull an all-nighter to get the project done. Well, I guess you could, but it's not like writing a, a paper. You know, so I always think about that uh, when you're, you uh, have students that you're trying to hire right out of school is that, you know, then you have to teach them etiquette and email, you know, uh, all those things about, you know, what's it like to be in a classroom um, right. and having open discussion and dialogue versus not that it's more formal in the corporate office, but, um, you know, there are, you know, things that you can say and not say. So do you think uh, that them going through something like this, you know, puts them ahead of where they maybe would be, you know, uh, last year this time or two years ago when, when they were coming out of school? Well, I think it's, it's a plus and minus. So there's benefits and, and downsides at the same time. So the, the etiquettes and, um, you know, the, the proper um, you know, way to work is, is a little different, but at the same time, they're being very productive. And um, even for the, the new hires that we've had here at HSD, they're looking at new software tools and, and saying, you know, I know we're not together, but here's this cool software tool that will allow us to whiteboard together. Um, or we'll be able to do this task a lot more efficiently uh, because now we get feedback from everybody else. So they're trying to learn on their feet and, and really find solutions um, that helps in this climate. And then looking at that in the future, it kind of helps because you could see that somebody might not be able to come in to work because, you know, they, for one reason or another, like I have a newborn, so maybe I have to be at home and, and take care of the baby and I still want to be able to work, but working remotely in the past has been 
oh yeah, just do a call here and there and, and send some emails. Now there's actual tools that I can use to uh, be more productive with the entire team. Are you able to take some of those ideas that you're getting from school and apply them at work? Oh yeah, definitely. And vice versa. Um, I think it's, it's just a combination of trying to figure out what works best for which course um, yeah. and also what works best for each student. Yeah. Um, so similar to being in person, some people learn one way and some people learn a different way. Um, so it's, it's trying to find really that, that niche for each person. And uh, yeah, it's, <clears throat> it's a difficult task not being there in person, but yeah. um, some of these, these tools that we've learned to, to work with uh, at HSD has really helped to uh, bring them along to uh, Rutgers courses and, and really get the team, at least the startup teams moving forward. Yeah, as it relates to the startups, I mean, you're almost like teaching startup, right? I mean, you're you're right. You're you're teaching these uh, kids. I don't say kids; they're you know young adults um, that are are ripe with fresh ideas and that vigor that allows them to feel like they want to change the world. How do you how do you encourage them? And and you know, I guess it's got to be similar to how you would actually um, do that in your day job, right? With with actual startups. Right. And it's sometimes it's not just the uh, young, young people as well. So we have some people in the course that are in their late 50s, early 60s um, that have had an idea since they were young and, and have never had the opportunity to really uh, put it out there. So they're the ones that are also kind of trying to figure out and navigate the world and um, part of, of this teaching and trying to, you know, get them to a good path is <clears throat> figuring out really how do you, how do we help you uh, find the right path for your technology? Yep. Um, so it's, it's one of those <clears throat> aspects that especially the, the older um, people are, are trying to, to figure out and that's where we're trying to help them the most. Sure. Um, and even the, even though that's the case, you know, being discouraged or not discouraged, it's really, this is another bump in the road. Um, but they get, it gives them time to really work out their business plan um, and really focus on what do they need to do? Mm -hmm. Most of these courses are at the very beginning and what I've seen in the past is people are too eager to move forward and to hit milestones, you know, one month out, two months out, three months out. Um, and they don't do their research. They don't do voice of the customer. They don't do any of that. Yeah. Um, so this has given them the opportunity to just take a step back, breathe, and then, um, you know, look at their customer base and look at their ideas and really hone it in. As you uh, go through this, are you seeing any potential <laughs> potential prospects for what you're what we do at HSD or what you do at HSD or you know are you uh, are you? Oh, I'm always on the lookout. Right. <laughs> um, there's there's always people that um, that I see that have an opportunity in product development 
and um, you know are, are really good at understanding the the pathway and how product development works. Yeah. Um, and those are great for employees, uh, but at the same time, I'm always looking at those startups too that have an idea that is just almost there, and they need that extra helping hand to get to the finish line. Um, how, how does this all help, like with with your day to day responsibilities at the office and and uh, with your clients? Well, it's very similar. Um, it's uh, I guess the the only difference being that. Um, it, it helps me understand more of the startup mentality. Yeah. Um, because well, I'm that gives saying, you guys a, that gives you a competitive advantage then. Right. Because now I'm not only seeing the startups that come in and ask for proposal, and then once we give them a proposal, say either yes, we're moving forward or no. Especially for the ones that say no, it's well, why no? Um, but being on the backside of it, I can see why you know, a startup would say, oh, well, let's go this path versus that path. Um, and also understand what they're really looking for at the end of the day. Sure. Yeah. Well, when it doesn't come down to money, right? All things right. Money, money is always the number one aspect. Um, yeah. But in terms of the tasks, like understanding what they're really trying to get at. Um, yeah. And most of the time, it's just trying to get them um, to get user feedback and uh, get actual users to to see their device and, and give ideas of whether it's a, a good path or not so much. And sure. this pandemic has really shifted that um, because now you can't just go to the mall and bring a prototype out or, you know, go somewhere and, and show it to a room full of people. Um, yeah. You have to be more selective or, try to do it virtually. And that's, that's another challenge. Speaking of the virtual component of it, you know, how does teaching compare to some of the, you know, client meetings and the client um, collaboration that you've got to do? So it's, it's definitely not the same. Um, Some of the, the collaborations that we've had to do, we've had to, just have webcams uh, throughout the office. Yeah. Um, so if we're working on something and the client wants to see, you know, how the prototype is going without having to ship something back and forth, which we've done as well, but it takes time. Um, we'll set up a camera and go through what we're building and the camera will be their eyes to, to see what's going on. Um, so we've, had to to put that in because the collaboration in terms of the meetings and whatnot is very similar. Uh, Since we've had clients that are around the world, a lot of times our meetings are through Skype or through Zoom. Um, So that's no different. The difference is when they want to come in and and see the prototype, um, that's the part that they can't travel here. Or if they do, they have to quarantine and that takes takes time. Yeah. Um, so let's uh, talk about something fun for a second. What are some <laughs> of the most common questions that you're getting out of students today? Oh, well, a lot of them are trying to figure out what is product development? Um, and what does a product development firm do? Something that I didn't really think a lot of people 
know about, um, you know, is these firms around the country like ours that are just creating a lot of the products quickly for a lot of the large firms. Yeah. Uh, so when look back and say, you know, I've worked on this product or that product with this client, they look, look at me like how I thought that was Apple or that was Microsoft doing all this stuff or, or it was Google and have to tell them, well, no, they hire firms like ours to do that work because, you know, it's just easier and faster and they get better products at the end of the day. So yeah. that's, that's something that uh, they're still kind of trying to wrap their heads around. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, so I guess one, one, um, I think I know the answer to this, but you know, if you, if you continue to have your preference uh, as you go through this, not just teaching, but working with startups, is uh, is your preference to continue in this online um, discussion, or uh, is your feeling that you'd really like to get to be back in class and back in person having meetings? So, I would say half and half. Really? Um, yeah. So definitely, the the nice part of doing a a Zoom call is you get all the information out of everyone and you get to collaborate, uh, but then I don't have to drive an hour out uh, to go to Rutgers and, and be in physically in class. Yeah. Um, so for some of those meetings, it's great to just have them uh, as a Zoom call. In terms of the more intense collaboration, the brainstorm meetings and the, um, you know, the, the time crunch prototype building, that's definitely better in person. Um, having the client be there and, and watch a, a product being made or for students to be together and tinkering with foam blocks and, and just putting something in and seeing it work for the first time, that's, that's very, that's invaluable. Um, but at the same time, the, the virtual calling and aspects are actually doing really well. And some of these document sharing sites are actually proving to be better than, uh, than just doing a, a document, send it over email, wait for a reply, review, have a meeting about the review. Everyone's just editing it in real time and you get to the end product faster. Yeah. Well, that is cool. Well, Bobby, I really appreciate you taking the time to hang out with me today. I, um, I can't wait till we can do these again in person versus uh, over the phone, but um, it is always great to hear what you're up to and, and hear how that relates to both HSD, but also how you're empowering the minds of our future. So um, congratulations on all the hard work and, uh, and I guess keep it up. Well, thanks, Justin. Now, just thinking back on this, uh, seems like all these teaching exercises and everything is just like a podcast. <laughs> just, right. I don't know hey. who's listening. You're just <laughs> broadcasting it out there. Hey, the, you know, you record it, you know, and it's the next piece of content that brings you, you know, the, the next founder of Apple. So that would be great. You, great. Ne you, Thanks, never, knew, you never knew they were coming out of Rutgers, though. Yeah, right. Well, maybe so, you did. Right. That's <laughs> right. You, and you found them. You uncovered mm -hmm. them. So you, you, um, you know, dibs for HSD. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Thanks. Have a great rest of your day. All right. Thanks, Justin. This has been the latest episode of the HSDNA podcast. On behalf of our guests today and host Justin Starbird, thank you for listening. As always, 
To listen to other episodes of HSDNA, go to hs-design.com and scroll over the HSDNA tab on our menu. Until next time, thanks for listening.